these fine podcasters have purchased microphones and software in hopes of someday making an impact on a global audience. Will they do it? We'll find out today on Let's Make an Audience. Here's your host, Monty Heil. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right, great. Great to see everybody. All right. Hey, all right. And uh, hey, you look like a naive young podcaster. Let's see if we can build you an audience. Oh, Monty, man, Monty, this is great. I can't wait, Monty, Monty, Monty. All right, hey, as we see, Jay's coming down the aisle with a box. And in the box, this could be your target audience. It could be a guest spot on another podcast. It could be a meetup group in your very own area. Anything could be in that box. So the question is, do you want to stick with what might be in the box or would you like what's behind door number one? Oh, Monty, man, uh, I'll take the, uh, uh, I want the, I want the door, no, the box, no, the door, no, no the box, no, the, oh, man, uh, all right, Monty, I got it, I got it, I got it, I'm sticking with the box, Monty. Okay, let's see what's behind door number one. It's your self-esteem and the ability to look at yourself in the mirror. Oh, I bet you're so sorry you passed. <laughs> well, you know, we do have a lot of great prizes here. And uh, you might have a great prize in that box still. But uh, before we see what's in that box, let me tell you that there's also something that's right behind door number two. So tell me, are you sticking with a box or are you going to go with door number two? Oh, man, Monty, man, I know this trick, man. You're, you're trying to get me to go with the door, but there's, a, you know, there's some sort of, like, camel or something behind the door. I've seen the show before, Monty, man. You can't get me. You're trying to trick me. You can't get me twice, Monty. I'm sticking with the box. Okay, well, let's see what's behind door number two. Oh, it was your reputation with a side helping of respect. And, wait, there's more. That's right, the ability to live with yourself and sleep at night. Oh, you could have had those, but you stuck with your box. Well, it's time to find out what you did win. Let's see what you've won. It's time to open the box. Here on episode number 504 of The School of Podcasting. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach. I'm your professional podcast mentor. I am Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, look, we talk about all things podcasting. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears and flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to successful podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And when you use the coupon code LISTENER, you save on your first month at the school of podcasting.com. And yes, it is open and it will be open through the end of March. But come April 1st, it's not an April Fool's joke. You can't get in. So if you want to sign up, now is the time to act. So what was in the box, Dave? Well, first things first, before we get into that, let me tell you what is coming up on the show today. We have a cool podcast rewind. I'm going to show you some of the things that why I believe what I believe. We're going to kind of talk podcasting best practices today. And we have, a, because of my podcast story, we have a last five and five and all sorts of fun stuff. And the cool thing I really like about this episode, it's me and you. And can we kind of kill the music? I got to, we got to talk about what's in the box. So there was, there was that naive little podcaster there, not knowing really what he's getting into. And he could have had respect. He could add his dignity. He could have the ability to, to sleep at night. Right, all these, but instead, he opened up the box. You know what it was? 
it was a review swap. What? Have you ever heard of these? Now, apparently these are rampant in Facebook groups. And I'm going to read you because I, I joined a, a Facebook group filled with podcasters. And I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden I see this post from the head of the group. And it says, rate and review swap. Post your show below. Let's get a long thread going. Is it okay to post your show via iTunes link and ask for rate and review swaps? The answer here is in, in all caps, I highly encourage to do this. I'm reading it exactly as it's written. And then the, the head of this goes on to explain how to do this. Something like, hey, everyone, want to do rate and review swap? Here's my show. And then he gives, of course, the link to his show in iTunes. Let me know when you're done and I'll go do the same. Extra points for screenshots or copy paste of review. Smiley Modicon. Now he ex explains how not to do a fake review. What I don't encourage. Hey guys, check out the most bomb, amazing, spectacular show on the planet. Insert link and subscribe, please. Nope. Example number two. Hey guys, this week we talk about how we are the real deal. And we discuss it in such an amazing way. Aren't we awesome? Link to YouTube. Yeah, please don't do this. Please don't say you're the real deal, especially when you're not. Uh, I'm considering kicking you out if you do this more than one time. And I won't tell you, so don't do it at all. Here's the best practice from the head of this Facebook group for asking for rate and reviews. Anyone open for rate and review swap? Here's my show. Just left review for, insert the, the tag, the person. Great show. Here's what I wrote, insert message. Then say, here's my show. Uh, here's my show so you can hit me back too. Now, the scary part of this is people lined up in droves. I mean, this post started going bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was kind of like, it was kind of like a unicorn. Like I've heard of them, but never seen one. And then you see one and you're like, oh my God. But actually it was more like, really? It was kind of depressing. After no less than 20 people had put in their link, I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And so I was like, all right, it's not my group, but I I'm going to have to step in here. And I said, you know, why are you asking people who have never heard your show to give you a, a review? And I also said, I'm always open to the other side. So I said, you know, why are you doing this? If you can't get your audience who has heard your show to review it, to me, that's a red flag that your content is not resonating with your audience, which is a very polite way of saying your show sucks. Please shed some light on this. To this, the owner of the group replied, the idea here is that people can listen, rate, and review and not be a stranger. Because I had said, why are you asking strangers? He continues, as artists, we need a place to be able to get feedback to share uh, on our show. And this is a thread for people to be able to do that. We're not encouraging people to be strangers here. And in a podcasting group, it only makes sense to have a place where people can openly ask for reviews and feedback. So I looked at that and I said, you're looking for reviews and feedback. 
there is a place for podcasters to get feedback and they can share it on their show. It's called your audience. It's called comments on your website, on Facebook, on email. It's voicemail from people who can help you shape your content for the better. They're called your audience. Or if you want to do it here in the Facebook group, why not do it, I don't know, in the Facebook group where it has no bearing on skewing. If the goal here is I just need reviews and feedback to share on my show, why not do it in the Facebook group where you're not gaming the system? So when somebody says, oh, we're just trying to get reviews, I'm sorry, that's a lie. Now, that's not to say that everybody over there doesn't listen to the show. But I'm pretty sure you're going to give it a five-star review so that when you say, all right, you can hit me back too, they're going to give you a five-star review. And if you try to tell me that's not what's going on, I'm sorry, uh, no. You're trying to game the system. You're trying to jump up the charts and boost your downloads. And I get that. Who doesn't want a bigger audience? But here's the thing. We are peeing all over Apple here. Apple made this system. They didn't have to do anything for podcasting. It was nice that they did that. They spent, I'm sure, lots of money developing the interface for iTunes. They have staff that they pay to monitor iTunes and we're peeing over the whole thing. Apple doesn't like to make bad products and we are watering down theirs. Now, here's the other thing to keep in mind. Do you remember William Hung from American Idol? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you can't sing, you can't dance. So what do you want me to say? This poor kid couldn't sing or dance. And he was so bad that we actually shot him up on the charts. Now, William produced an album, believe it or not. And we all kind of bought it as a joke. And that's the last you heard of him. He doesn't have the talent to remain on that stage. So when you shoot yourself up the charts and you're not ready to hold on to that audience because you're just not there yet, A, you're not going to hold on to that audience. You're just not. Next week, Danny Pena will be on the show from GamerTagRadio.com. He is a Hall of Fame podcaster who started out on cassette tapes. His main focus back then is his same main focus now, and that is his community. Oh, and by the way, did I mention that he started out on cassettes? He now works for CBS. He's on a CBS network. His show is right up there with 60 Minutes and all the other shows on CBS. He gets paid to play video games. He didn't cheat. He didn't cut in line. He didn't spam anyone. And the guy is an absolute rock star in the gaming world. Now, likewise, back in, I'm going to say around 2005-ish, back in the day, Dr. Joe Vitale started podcasting. And this was, a, a again, a, a somewhat famous internet marketer. And his first episode was all about him. Now, why did I go listen to this? Because he had a huge email list. And he told them to go vote for him on Podcast Alley. 
And if you're like, what is Podcast Alley? Before iTunes, Podcast Alley was the charts. And so his audience went over there. They shot him up the charts. His first episode was almost unlistenable. It did nothing for the listener. It just explained how great he was and how awesome he was. But in general, you know, and so he went right to the top. And then next week he fell completely off the charts. He didn't have the talent in his podcast to hold on to his audience. So let me calm down just a little bit. I got another example here for you. But for now, let's just talk about the left hand. Okay, so the first chord is just that. It's just uh, it's like a D, a, a D over an A bass, basically. So this guy's showing me how to play okay, a song. Right there. So um, you've got that, and then you hammer it on. So he's showing me exactly what to do. Picking those two notes, the the B string and the the, uh, D string. And he's going to show me one other chord. Right now, we just worry about left. I'm going to make a point here in a second. Um, Wishing he would hurry up. There. Okay. um, So this guy's showing me exactly what to do and exactly how to play it. So I just watched this guy show me note for note, finger for finger, how to play this song. And right now I got this. Ah, crap. See what I mean? point. I'm not very good at doing this yet. I need a thing called practice. What, what, what? Yeah. So here's the thing. What if we shot me up the charts of the folk charts and they said, let's listen to Dave Jackson and you heard Crap, I'm not messing up. Because the whole thing of this thing is is your thumbs going while your finger your other finger's going. So I'm not very good at that. I need practice. I need times for my fingers to understand what to do, to find my rhythm. And when we shoot people up the charts who have episode two out, they need to find their voice. They need to find their rhythm. And so in my opinion, and that's all this is, it's a bad idea. Now, I'm really struggling with this whole episode at this point because part of this is me telling you what not to do. It's kind of like telling you not to drink Drano or don't eat poison because you probably hadn't planned on it. But I want you to see what's going on. And and so if you run into this, maybe you can stand up and say, this is not good for podcasting. And another article came out that had, in my opinion, a lot of bad information. And what I'm asking you to do is to start to question, including myself, every single podcast consultant, anybody that you're dealing with, ask them why. Ask them why. I'm not going to link to this article in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 504, but it says, fact, once your show is approved by iTunes, they give you eight weeks 
to rise to the top in the new and noteworthy categories. This is your best opportunity to strike podcast launch gold. Now to this, I will be saying this until somebody does it. I'm open to the other side of this story. From what I've seen, new and noteworthy does not deliver thousands of downloads. It barely delivers hundreds. And also, I know for a fact that you get more than eight weeks to be noteworthy. You only have approximately eight weeks to be new. And again, my goal here is not to see you spend $50 to make 50 cents. And so I'm asking anyone to share your pre- during and post new and noteworthy numbers. I'm actually going to be launching a podcast here soon just so I can get these numbers. But on the new media show with Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee, Todd said that there are over a thousand podcasts going into iTunes on a weekly basis. And I think that's one of the reasons why the impact of new and noteworthy is not what it used to be. So there's me explaining the why Why? Because I've seen Paul Culligan, who does the podcast report. I've heard from Elsie Escobar, who does uh, she podcast. No, she she was talking about the Thanks Podcasting podcast. And New and Noteworthy, again, we'll take any downloads we can get. I'm not bashing Apple. I'm not bashing New and Noteworthy. I'm just saying it's not what it used to be. Then the same article says, set a date for your launch. I agree with this to a certain point. But I've also seen people make really bad mistakes because they don't know what's involved with launching a podcast. So they pick a date and the author even says, pick a date six weeks out. There are a lot of things that can go wrong here. Whoever is doing your artwork might take much longer than expected. It might take a long time to find just the right music. Your technology, uh, maybe you've got a weird hum in your mixer or your microphone or whatever. Maybe the internet goes down. Uh, Maybe your recording gear didn't show up on time. Maybe it showed up damaged. Um, Apple, you, in theory, I usually tell people plan on about three days by the time you list, you know, you say, Hey, come listen to my podcast, Apple. And three days later, it'll probably be in the directory. Basically it's a big phone book, but I've seen that take up to two weeks and there's nothing you can do about that. So picking a date, And saying, I will be live in iTunes on this date is a very risky um, strategy. I say, pick a date that you should have all your ducks in a row, including iTunes. Then once you have everything, then, you know, shortly after that, say, this is my launch date. This is when I want everybody to go in and subscribe. But people freak out because of that stupid eight-week rule. I'm wasting some of my eight weeks. And I'm just saying... You can be new and noteworthy. You can be noteworthy anytime. And from what we've seen, being new is not that big a deal. Not that I'm going to sneeze on 20 downloads, but it's not the 10,000. Because once week nine comes, you got to have the content to hold them. He also states in this article that on one hand, I agree with him. He says, reach out to people you know and use a personal approach. And then he says, and I have templates. Yeah, use a personal approach by using templates, of which you can get the templates if you give him your email address. And then uh, he talks about being ready for the new and noteworthy screenshot. Well, if you go out to schoolpodcasting.com slash 504, you can see how easy it is to get a new and noteworthy screenshot because, hey, what do you know? I'm right there at the top of new and noteworthy. If you're going to cheat, if you're going to game the system, at least game the system smart. 
And no, I'm not recommending that. I wouldn't recommend that because again, there's this thing that I like to hold on to called, um, what is it? Oh, that's right. Integrity. And so, but he actually says, when I launched my show in 2014, I set my alarm clock for the middle of the night and early morning hours. I didn't want to run the risk of missing my, my moment in the number one spot. And the more I work with podcasters, the more I see a trend. The people who are spending hours and setting alarm clocks, apparently, obsessing over stats, don't have impressive numbers. You know, when you tell me you have a spike and I see it's, I don't know, 12, that's not really a spike. It is when you're only getting four downloads. But instead of obsessing over their stats and obsessing over iTunes, you need to be obsessing over your audience. If you obsess over your audience, the stats will come. The article also says the more frequently you release your shows, the more likely you are to stack up downloads, increase your visibility, and maintain the number one spot in the new and noteworthy section. The author forgot one important fact, and that is the podcasts app from Apple stops downloading your show if people haven't listened to the episodes, and if you're feeding them with a fire hose, they're not going to be able to keep up, and then you're going to quit your downloads. Again, that's my why. That's why I don't think that's a smart strategy. Well, how often should I publish? Here's a novel idea. Don't ask me. Ask your audience. Ask your target. It all starts with your audience. And, and here's the thing. The bottom line with this, and this is why, like, why am I saying this? The more we align ourselves with scammers. So when I saw this thing going on, I left one little post on this. I said, guys, I don't want to be around this. In the same way, if I was in a room and somebody started I don't know, what's a drug? Somebody started doing heroin. Um, I'm leaving. I don't want to be around that stuff. I don't want to be associated with people that do that. Not that people that do heroin are bad. You know, everybody's got, you know what I'm saying here? It just, mm -mm. So the more we align ourselves with scammers, gamers, liars, the more we podcasting, podcasters as a whole risk losing our integrity, guilty by association. If our stats are rendered meaningless by the Twitter bombers and the review swappers, nobody's going to sponsor our show. Really? You might think that, right? Really? Have you ever heard of an endorsement deal getting pulled when a celebrity behaves poorly? Exactly. So we need to tell these people to knock it off before they give podcasting a black eye. Now, if you listen to someone like Glenn the Geek, from horseradionetwork.com, what does he say? They are sponsoring you, the person. Let me play one more clip here. So, so that's the, how the whole deal, but they haven't asked for any proof of numbers hmm. because they get them all through, all the, all, at the end of the day, all they care about is, right. did six people sign up this week? Or if we double up to two episodes a week, did 12 people sign up this week? So I'm gonna. I got to be very careful because that's a uh, that's a client of mine, and it's a uh, um, a famous sports person. I'll leave it at that. I'm gonna keep it very generic. And there's an example where they don't care how many downloads. They've never asked him how many downloads he's getting. They just need to know they have a, a X amount of money that they spend per customer to to acquire a customer, which means for him that he needs to 
deliver six customers per episode for the amount of money that they're spending. So it's not always about the download numbers. It's about do you do you have impact on your audience? And you do that through building a relationship, not by scamming the charts. Because when you scam the charts and you Twitter bomb, when you need people to act, there's nobody there to act. One of the things I always talk about is the fact that when people find your show, right? When they find your show, they will download your entire back catalog. Now, if you've a regular listener to the show, uh, you've heard this before. But the reason I do this is again to show you back up my facts. Here's why I think this. So this is from Scott Johnson from the con- go to Computer Tutor Florida. The show is called The Computer Tutor. One of my favorite shows. This is one that when it comes out, it's really short, always has really cool stuff in it. But listen to what Scott says here. And before I sign off for today, I wanted to read this email I got from my friend Robert. Robert writes, love your podcast. Just found it and learned so much. Please keep doing what you do. The last few days, I've listened to over 100 of your podcast episodes. And there you go. I listened to 100 episodes and I don't think that guy's exaggerating. He probably did. Scott's shows are short, but I love the show. I learned so much. That word learn equals value. They are taking something away. You got to make them laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. One of those six, if you can do two or three of those six, that's awesome. But this is why I say that and that guy is now telling his friends. I guarantee you, Robert is out telling his friends about Scott's show because I'm telling you about Scott's show. And by the way, Scott is a, a member of the School of Podcasting, so I'm I'm not saying I'm not taking credit for Scott. Scott's a really cool guy. I'm just saying Scott gets it. I often tell you that when you bring value to people, they will tell other people when you can get your fans involved, they, it, it just sets them on fire. And here's a clip of this is uh, my buddy, Henry Jasper. Check this out. What's up, Dave. This is Henry Jasper from the voices that carry podcast at voices that carry.net. I have been mentioned on a few podcasts, yours, uh, Daniel J. Lewis's The Audacity to Podcast, and each time I basically have a fanboy moment. Whether I'm in the car or at work or whatever I'm doing, I got you guys in the headphones and I'm listening to the show. Check it out. Henry is having a, a fan moment right now. He's like, oh my God, that's my clip. And Dave just stopped my clip. Dave just did a Dave Jackson to my clip. And I did. It's cool. Check this out. I hear my name and I'm like, ha 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 you know, and, and I just, I have a fanboy moment and I immediately run and I replay the clip for whoever's around me. I instantly turn into a brand evangelist or brand advocate. And I mean, isn't that the point? That is the point, my friend. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Henry. Now you might be thinking, I remember that name, Henry Jasper. Well, do you remember this? Hey, Dave, this is Henry from the soon-to-be-launched Voices That Carry podcast, and I am just calling in to say thank you. 
I took your uh, survey and won a free year at the School of Podcasting, and I could not be more excited. Dave, thanks for your generosity, not only with this free year of subscription, but also with the hours and hours of free content that has been so helpful and inspiring to me. Keep up the awesomeness, and I can't wait to get started. Thanks, man. Well, I got a uh, because of my podcast story, and I'm actually going to be turning these into a podcast uh, here's a quick sample of this, but listen to Henry's story now. Roll the tape. Welcome to Because of My Podcast, where we spotlight the results people are achieving because of their podcast. Hey, Dave, this is Henry with the Voices That Carry podcast, VoicesThatCarry.net. Notice the difference in audio quality? pre and post school of podcasting. And I have a, because of my podcast story. So as we all know, when you are marketing your podcast, social media is a big part of that. And one of the things that I've been able to do is through the experience of marketing my own podcast, I have now just signed up my second client for doing all of their social media for them. One is actually a HID and LED lighting company and the other is a race car a semi-pro race car driver i'm super super excited just want to take a second to say thank you about a year ago you did a survey and we're giving away free access for a year to the school of podcasting and i've watched all the videos uh learned a lot listened to the show all the time and uh would not be here today paying for my podcast with doing social media on the side for other people if it was not for the school podcasting and dave jackson shamelessly plugging you thanks bud that's my because of my podcast story there you go henry jasper that's a fun little story right there if i do say so myself speaking of really cool stories one of the great things about podfest a couple weeks ago uh one of my shows that i one of my favorite people on the planet really is uh jared easley love his book. If you haven't read his book, his new one's out. Uh, Quit Chasing Influencers. There's another guy that is preaching the truth. Everybody thinks that if I can just get that big guest, I'll, I'll get that golden ticket. And we have found that big guests aren't always the big reward that we think they are. And his book outlines that. It's a really good book. And um, I just think he's a cool guy. I think he's a funny guy when I meet him in person. And uh, I just, I don't know, you just click with people and he's hes real low key, but he's pretty funny. And uh, we'll just talk straight to you. And uh, when I was at PodFest, I got to be on Starve the Doubt. So that's right. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. And I know you've been going to live podcast event for a number of years now. What is it about this personal interaction for that, you know, coming from such an online, impersonal medium that makes live events something that you, you know, you said it's a can't miss type thing. Yeah. Um, on one hand, right, we go from a blog, which is words on a page to a podcast. Now we have tone of voice. When it's face to face, you add body language. My favorite line I heard it here was, wow, you sound shorter. I'm not quite sure what that means. But, or do you look taller? That's maybe a nicer way to yeah, put it. it. You're, you're taller than you sound <laughs> instead of your, yeah. I've actually had people tell me that, like, I think that's either the second or third time that somebody's going, wow, you sounded shorter. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but you just get a better connection. You get more time. It's not, 
you know, when you're out to lunch with somebody or out to dinner and you're just chilling out, you get to know them just a little better. And that just increases your connection to that person. So that when, you know, somebody, we just had an exercise this afternoon where it was like a networking thing. And I met a bunch of veterans that I can't wait to get back home. And cause there's a bunch of people from the school of podcasting that do shows for veterans. I'm like, you guys need to create some sort of power Rangers unite thing and, and just blow it up. So I'm sorry for the eighties reference. Nobody's going to get that. <laughs> power Rangers. That's not eighties. Come on. Then now you're making me feel old. <laughs> no. So that was a twin spin. It was not only the, uh, the lovely and talented Jared Easley. It was also Dan, the, the uh, strikingly sexy Dan. Oh. And now it's time for a last five and five. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? Dave Jackson, the king of podcasting. I don't know about that. Hey, Dave, it's Clive here from the Future Past podcast coming to you from New Zealand. Three quick things, Dave. First off, I wanted to say a big thanks. I got my start in podcasting because of your quick start service, and I can highly recommend it to any of the listeners. If you haven't started a podcast yet, make sure you use Dave's quick start service. Second up, Dave, I wanted to give a big congratulations on stepping up your pricing and tackling that mindset. We'll be doing that in just a second. You've given many others the courage to charge according to the value that they bring too. So good on you. And then third up, Dave, I wanted to share my last five in five. Cool. Some would say I have issues. I've subscribed to 57 podcasts. I do manage to keep up with them. So let me share with you my last five in five. First up is the six figure side gig with Dr. Mark Costes, a great entrepreneurial podcast. And I just really love it because of the chemistry I feel with Dr. Mark. Second up is The Profitcast. You know, the real Brian's honesty and his focus that the profit that we receive from podcasting isn't just financial. Um, if you want to know more, make sure you listen to Profitcast. Next up is The Unmistakable Creative um, you know, a lot of the the interview podcasts that are out there, you just hear the same people being interviewed again and again, not with the unmistakable creative. They have really interesting people, couldn't recommend it more. Next up is the Robcast. I'm just a huge Rob Bell fan. Uh, he is a former pastor of Mars Hill Church and just really diverse show with killer content. And then last up is the Ray Edwards Show. Ray and his son, Sean, they are two characters for sure. And, you know, they speak about how to write copy that helps sell whatever you're selling. Um, so they drop value bombs left, right, and center. And it, it's just a great entertaining show. Well, Dave, that's me, Clive, from the Future Past Podcast. Godspeed and Kaizen. Thank you, sir. That's how you do it. The last five podcasts you listen to, a little bit about each one, and I'll have links to all those out at schoolpodcasting.com slash 504. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. All right, so yeah, the School of Podcasting is open now. Until April 1st. So if you plan on starting a podcast, now you can join. And I went around and I was looking at different pricing. And uh, let me play you a little clip. The uh, the person I was talking about that was leading the group that was doing the 
iTunes uh, review swapping. Well, here's what they're selling. So I just want to let you guys know that because you're here today and we want to offer you something that we normally sell for... We're selling it for $8,990. We have a 12-week course that teaches you how to launch a podcast, do so successfully, how to leverage that, and really make money from your podcast. We're actually giving you guys a special today. So we're selling it for $3,990, 12-week course. So a 12-week course for $4,000. And uh, they will get you into new and noteworthy. Uh, and, uh, you know, my friend, John Lee Dumas, he has Podcasters Paradise. You can sign up now with John. It's $300 to sign up and then $99 a month, or you can sign up for $1,495 for a year. And you do get a th one 30 minute consult with John. Plus you get a podcast, uh, logo, you get some, uh, intro and outro music, all sorts of fun stuff with that. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft for a four week class, uh, will charge you $1,999. And so I looked at those and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Because uh, if you think about it, that's ranging from $300 plus a week to uh, Cliff is $500 a week. And I went and looked around and I, I wanted something. Now, I need to say this up front. If you say, I can't afford that, I understand that. I will be coming out with these products a la carte. So this, again, if, if you're a regular listener of the show, I'm not huge on the pitch here. So I'm going to tell you what you get in the school of podcasting. In case you've ever wondered, you will. Here are all the courses. And that is uh, you have planning your podcast course, probably one of my favorites. There's a lot of workbooks in there to do to really help you figure out who your target audience is, help you figure out what your strengths are. Then there's content is king and how to create content that will knock the socks off your audience. There's a whole course on podcasting gear, getting what you need without blowing the budget, recording your podcast. So how to make great sounding episodes, building your website in case you don't have one, you know, how to build a podcast website using WordPress. There's a whole course on the PowerPress plugin because so many people use that. So how to get the most out of the most popular podcast plugin understanding RSS feeds. Those things are kind of geeky and how to do those without being a geek, how to publish your podcast, you know, basically how to get it live, how to communicate with your audience. So having the systems like email, voicemail, speak pipe, all that, and how to put that on your website, how to promote your podcast. Now that it's live, things like getting into iTunes and Stitcher and Google play and all the directories and as well as other strategies for promoting your show. And then the last one, if you so choose, monetizing your podcast. So multiple strategies to build revenue with your podcast. And unlike the free tutorials on the internet, uh, these are kept up to date. Now there are some bonuses. Uh, you get the opportunity. I call them office hours. These are just free time that I schedule ahead of time. We just had one Friday night. I got some really great feedback from the members of the school of podcasting that you can just come and ask me anything. And the cool thing is not only get to ask me, but you get the opinions of other people. So we have those. Those are called office hours. There is prioritized email. I have an email address for, for lack of a better phrase, the public, but I have a special way for you to send me email so that it never gets lost and you get top priority that way. So you can ask me a question anytime. If you want to ask it to me live, you have the office hours. And there's also a private Facebook group. And this is a spam-free 
private Facebook group. It's a great place to stay up to date with the technology, the strategies, the news. Uh, people are finding guests for their shows there, all sorts of fun things in our private Facebook group. So those are all the things you get. You get all the tutorials. You get time to talk to me. You get prioritized email and a Facebook group. And what's the price? Well, previous to this, it was $149. Now it's $179. Now there is one difference. It used to be that the price would go down after the first month, and it doesn't do that anymore. So it's $179 a month. Now, if you want to save 10%, you can buy three months at a time. If you want to save 20%, you can buy a six-month membership. And then, now, with the six-month membership, I should say, again, and this is where I sound like a Ginsu knife commercial, uh, you get the Facebook group. You get the special office hours, plus you get a free podcast review. So... Myself and Eric K. Johnson do a show called The Podcast Review Show, and you can get your podcast once it gets launched. Uh, we'll give you a free review for that. Then the grand one, and this is the one I'm hoping everyone signs up for, of course. I, I miss the days when I was teaching at a college and I had students for an extended period of time. And so I looked at what other people were charging and I came up with this. For 1499 not 4000 not 9000 1000 and I realized that's a lot of money. $1,499 for not four weeks, not for six weeks, for a year. This includes, again, the private Facebook group, the office hours, plus a, uh, a free podcast review, everything I just mentioned. And for people who sign up for the year package, you get an extra office hour. So meaning there's another session of those. And those are usually like an hour to two hours in some cases. I basically just answer all the questions. And when they're all done, I we quit. Um, and those are scheduled on various times. Sometimes they're Eastern Standard Time. The one Friday night was at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time to let the West Coast in. We have my buddy Rob from New Zealand was in on that one. And then here's the thing. If you buy the yearly package every year after that is $99 for the year, for the year. $1,499 for a year, $99 for every year after that. So if you're interested in this, Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And as I always say, and this still works, use the coupon code LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And the thing I'm doing here with closing is I'm hoping to have a bunch of people sign up at one time and maybe not too many. If I get like, say, 20 or so, I might close it down because I want to take a whole bunch of people through kind of all together. And then, of course, we have our existing membership as well. So it's going to be interesting to have a bunch of people join at one time because on April 1st, the door is closing just like a school for the quarter. And in three months after that, we'll open it back up. So that's what's happening on that. Really looking forward to it. And if you are a person that's like, mm, that's still a little too much for me, I am going to be selling these courses a la carte. And that's one of the points I wanted to make here. If I waited till the school of podcasting was exactly the way I wanted it, it'd be another three months. See, Bernie's excited. He's like, yeah, that's a good deal. You know, I love my cat, but the, he's been quiet all day. He was doing good. And I'm not cutting these out. And so I, if I waited till this was perfect, this never would have been launched. Uh, there are some things. I, I really want to redesign the whole website. I redesigned the back end of the school of podcasting. I'd like to redesign the front end now that I have that ready. And there are a couple tutorials I wanna, I'll be adding. So if you join now, you will see that there are new tutorials coming. And I'm also going to be adding 
a thing that I call the nudge, which will be an autoresponder series where you can sign up if you want it, not automatically, if you want it. And then like once a day, you will get an email that says, all right, here's today's tutorial. Here's another tutorial just to nudge you. And if you just do baby steps, you'll get through that. And the next thing you know, you'll be in iTunes and you'll be having you know, time to record Dave a because of my podcast story. So that's the latest on the school of podcasting. That's the new strategy. And after seeing what people's podcasts look like with zero training, I'm actually really proud of the school of podcasting and the members that come out of it because I I've seen what happens when you don't get any training. I, I've had people that have recorded of years worth of shows that they had to re-record because they did them wrong. Um, I've had people that have been promoting their show in iTunes and they use the wrong link. Um, so I'm trying to help you avoid these things. I'm ha- trying to help you avoid the scams and all the other things that are out there. And um, if you're new to the show, you just know I uh, I love podcasting. Let me read you a quote here. Um, this is from Lauren and Fiona. If you're thinking about this from a business standpoint, they do a show called Business Addicts. And they said within a couple months, now I need to say this up front, uh, Lauren and Fiona did not attend the school of podcasting. But if you're wondering, like, does podcasting work? Here's an example. Within a couple months of launching, uh, we had an event where we ended up with 65 of our listeners to hang out and have an awesome time. We sold tickets to that event to directly monetize the podcast by being in someone's ears for 45 minutes. Um, it's made a significant um, um I'm sorry, as as it's made a significance to my bottom line, it enables me to open up different services. It allowed me to bring on more staff. It's really catapulted my business forward. What used to be my best month is now my average. That's kind of cool. Pat Flynn, if you've ever heard of Pat Flynn, I love his book, Will It Fly? Basically, he says he grew his audience by 19%. He had a very, very popular blog. And he said, uh, it was interesting. He says, when I surveyed my audience, what was the number one way they found me? It wasn't Google, it wasn't Twitter, it wasn't Facebook. It was iTunes and my podcast. He says, and that's, uh, he says, there's no reason why these big brands are now getting involved. People like Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. And that is a quote from his presentation at Blog World. I'm so looking forward to working with you. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. That'll take you right over there. If you have any questions, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And if you just want one-on-one consulting, I still do that as well. But the membership site is back open and I look forward to working with you. So thanks so much for listening. Remember, again, with this particular episode, every podcaster, it doesn't matter where you come from, what country you have, what microphone you have. It doesn't matter. We all start with two things, zero downloads and our integrity. So don't trade in your integrity. Don't trade in your ability to sleep at night, the ability to look at yourself in the mirror, the ability to look at your ratings and reviews and not take any joy in those because, well, you traded those all away to do something bizarre like a review swap with a bunch of strangers that you've never met and... You know, you do a bunch of Twitter bombing. That's not the way long term to grow your audience and to learn about how to grow your audience. Tune in next week with Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
We'll see you again next week. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. If you